this broken mess In too many wasted years Drowning myself in fear My, 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 my is a racing And I can't, I can't stop pacing Back and forth, back and forth I'm always wanting that feeling In my dark Reminding me I've had What had it I'm moving Changes haven't been the best that I can be. I'm picking at my brain while everyone else leaves, and I need this more than you know. My mind, my mind is a racing, and I can't, I can't stop pacing. Back and forth, back and forth, I'm always wanting that feeling in my dark, reminding me I've had. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the West Coast Podcast. I am your host, Nick Garvin, and I am so stoked to get the 2022 season started off at the MPG or NGPC out at Delano, presented by SoCal MC. Um, dude, wow. What a great way to start the year. Um, it was awesome racing. All day long, but uh, to join me here today is my brother, Troy Garvin. A lot of you guys probably see him out there at the races. He is a big six official, but he knows the racers just as well as I know the racers. He's watched me grow up with a lot of these guys, and he knows plenty of them. He's more friends. Uh, Welcome in, Troy. How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, I figured uh, we need to get rid of the old stove dog because he just—he's uh, overwhelmed with a lot of uh, projects. You know, he was pretty overwhelmed yesterday after the second lap. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that gut was kind of making him finish uh, a little early. Oh my god! Okay, so I forget who I was talking to yesterday, but somebody asked me. He goes, "Hey, how is Stover?" And I go, "Dude, after lap two, I think I saw his tongue flopping in the wind." <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I went and checked on Stover. Uh, I'd say about an hour into the race, he's uh, <laughs> sweeping up the trailer, and I asked him like, "Hey man, what, what's up? Did uh, the bike break?" He's like, "No, I'm just uh, just tired." I'm like, just t- what, what do you mean you're tired? Ah, you know, yesterday I didn't have the strength, and uh, but it came around after about two laps. Today, uh, those two laps came, and uh, the strength never did. Oh my god, dude! This guy is hysterical. Uh, I I get there so. I showed up to this facility, American MX. It's a beautiful facility. I can't even. Uh, it's what every dude kind of dreams of, right? It's these grass. It's just a grass track, and they ripped it, and it just looks like just pure traction, right? Loamy dirt, clump balls. Just that dude. I, I saw a Talon LaFontaine after the pro race, and he looked like he just got ripped in half by the course. <laughs> but that's that's amazing because the track is just that's how good this dirt is. So. I show up at 7.30 in the morning, and I'm like, dude, the first person I see is freaking Stover, okay? And the first thing he's doing is changing tires for some for uh, Andrew Schultz. At 7.30 in the morning, dude, it's like 42 degrees outside, and he's trying to t- change these tires, and he's just – you could just tell he's grumpy, just bitching, moaning, giving uh, John Kilmartin sass, and just – oh, dude, it was so good, but – Ah, Stover. I mean, speaking of Stover, uh, 
I don't know if you heard about the rumor that was going around, but uh, the little bet that was happening in that Kilmartin camp. Uh, hey, what was that? Oh, it was a little bet between, uh, basically on their riders between Nick Stover and uh, Connor Kilmartin. Oh, who was gonna finish? Which one of them was gonna get out of the pit first? Oh shit! Oh gosh. Between John and uh, I can't remember his name, but another really tall guy has the uh, goatee. Oh, Mr. Gravely. I don't, I, I don't remember his full name, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's really got really nice yeah. guy. And uh, well, Gravely had uh, Stover, and John <laughs> had his boy. The bet was uh, some dinner, of course. And uh, God, he looked very disappointed and ah. said he owed John some dinner. <laughs> of course he did. You know, you gotta love the camaraderie between those two. Uh, John Kilmartin, honestly, like. What a guy, though. Honestly, the guy is literally—he's taking in these guys. Like this, okay, this guy's retired, right? He doesn't really like—he hangs out, he has fun. Like I, I know his whole backstory. I've had numerous talks with him, but to come into off-road a few years ago and then start a team, a race trailer, have all these guys lined up of like literally spending his own money. This is off-road we're talking about. This isn't Supercross or motocross. This is off-road. Okay. This was a dying sport five years ago, literally. There was, the, the there's there wasn't even half of the guys that we have now. I'm saying, and this guy starts a team up. He's now you know factory supported gas gas KTM and Husky. He's got a I think he's got seven riders for him racing under the tent. Yeah, and the guy loves it. He's got and he's got that full. I mean, he's got the whole little setup. He's got a. He's got the Husky, uh, Husky side, the KTM side, and the Gas Gas side. And the Gas Gas, yeah. So, I mean, the guy's awesome. Uh, I really hope uh, the team works out for the, you know, for a few years at least. I mean, he's got to stay around, and this guy's oh, awesome yeah. dude. And uh, we need it. The sport really does need it. So, kudos to John Kilmartin. Um, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, get back on track here. Uh, the, tr uh, the track's just loamy, grassy. I would say it's more of a fast corner track as far as watching. The course was... Cool. The way it broke down got really rutted, got pretty gnarly, square edged. A lot of the guys had a lot of blisters on their hands. Uh, it just, it was, it was unique. I think the SoCal MC guys did a good job. I think the first time in November, I think it was a completely different track from then to now. So my understanding of the track, uh, because I, I mean, obviously we didn't go to that first round fortunately it was, it was thanksgiving, thanksgiving weekend it's tough and it was a little tough uh, for us to go out there but right uh so i i talked with uh eric perez uh he's the big six rep for socal well he's a part of socal part it's, of socal I, yeah. i'm not sure who their president is but i i mean he would be he'd, i'd vow for him but i one of, the, one of the hardest workers out there yeah right? that guy was non-stop the entire week all week he's a great guy and but I asked him, and he said for the most part it was the, it was the same course that they used. And if it was, it doesn't matter. That was a great course. I went yeah. out there Saturday. I wanted to just try it out. I want to see what was going on. Yeah, you're getting insight for the podcast. Getting inside, you know, just like <sighs> the west the West Coast podcast. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, practice was obviously delayed. Uh, the fog pretty much just settled in, and well, you couldn't see 100 feet in front of you. Well, it yeah, but 50 feet probably. I mean, that was for both days, but that's anticipated. It's mm -hmm. winter. There's a lot of moisture in the air. But from what I'm, from from my understanding on the track is they, oh. so they ripped it a few weeks ago before the rain. They ripped it. They yes. tilled it, and then it rained, 
they tilled it again after it soaked in. And then before we came, they obviously tilled and water. So the track shaped up nice and the, it was twice the size this time on left to right. Yes. They yeah. definitely made it wider from, I mean, from all the footage I was watching and then actually going out there, there was a lot of great sections passed. And the, I mean, like you said earlier, it was a dream. Just racing through grass hills. Right. Absolute chocolate cake. Yeah. The only thing I had to complain about is, God, that roost hurt. Well, <laughs> grow a bigger belly. Oh, God. I needed, <laughs> I needed belly. I needed armor. I needed Shit. everything. <laughs> God, no, it was cool. I think it was awesome. The, the, the racetrack was something that, like, I mean, it made me want to go ride a dirt bike. And that's hard to do. Like, I've been, I've been a, around a lot. I've been around a while, I should say. I've been racing a lot of the same GP tracks for a long time. I raced a lot of the desert stuff. That track made me want to go ride, go race again. Like, it was awesome. I mean, not race oh, yeah. again, but you know what I mean. Just for people that, like, don't really come to our GPs, if you're watching that footage, it's absolutely something that you're like, oh, yeah. my God, I got to go try this. It would be nice if we could actually get racer footage, but thanks to the awesome AMA for uh, not allowing the GoPros on the head anymore, it's tough. I mean, even the chest-mounted, like, uh, Trevor uh, Hunter wears mm -hmm. is not bad. And the hyper smooth kind of helps it out, but it's still not the helmet. Well, I mean, there's there's guys that are getting creative. I mean, they're well I within see. the rules. Yeah. Well uh, within the rules, but uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, one of your really good friends uh, found a good way to do it. Uh, well, uh, that just happens to the best of us. <laughs> hey, if you're doing it right, you're doing it right, right? If you're, if you're not breaking the rules, a rule, you're not breaking a rule. You're not breaking the rules. Yeah, but it was awesome. I, I SoCal did a great job this weekend. Kudos to those guys. Um, you know, um, this series is starting to grow. It really is. I mean, I, I remember coming back to these races when there was only like 800 entries a weekend. That's almost doubled. Actually, it's doubled. It's almost tripled. I mean, I, I want to say they were shy what 2,000 entries this weekend. So this weekend for Delano, uh, numbers that were coming in uh, were sitting around 1,800. Okay, so just shy of 2,000. Let's just say 200 entries less. Yes. But honestly, like, for where they're located, where the race was, that's a that's, fair amount of people. That's amazing. And SoCal, uh, like SoCal, handled it perfectly. So, uh, again, kudos to SoCal. Um, 1,800 guys on that track, though. I mean, the course wore down, and it wore down good. Like it was be. I I I I inter um I did a lot of interviews with the racers. You can check that out on my uh, podcast before this. But a lot of the guys of the pro guys had blisters on their thumbs and their hands. So I can only imagine what it's like for like the average blue collar guy that gets out there every weekend to go riding and then goes and rides this hammering track. Not like, not something easy, right? Yeah. But it's like the track is the, the course is that cool that it, you don't want to stop. And a lot of the guys just kept saying how awesome the track was to race. And, you know, once you get that in your head, you're like, I ain't, I, I, I'm not giving up. Oh, my hands hurt, but fuck this. I'm going. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. It yeah. was just a great course, great layout. Everything flowed. There was yeah. one section where, I mean, everyone had to go wide because it was just a mud pit. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> oh, every, well. every part, you just <laughs> wanted to keep going. Yeah. So, hey, uh, so uh, we're, we're kind of off to a little bit of a nice start. But, hey, um. I do want to mention something here. Uh, Baja Bound Insurance came on as my first sponsor. 
for this podcast. Uh, really cool. Jeff Hill, the guys over there, they're awesome dudes. He, he reaches out to me and says, hey, dude, sign me up for the podcast. He goes, put me on. What, what's your level of sponsorship? I go, dude, I don't even have a level yet. I just want to see how our podcasting goes. It just The trust that that guy just gave me immediately is amazing. And I just got to give a big shout out to Baja Bound. Uh, if you're traveling to Baja, remind yourself if you need insurance. You can't just take your average insurance down there. Okay. So make sure you go to BajaBound.com. Go onto that website there. Get a quote today. And you'll have a, they have a numerous amount of packages. And uh, yeah, get signed up. BajaBoundInsurance.com. Um, so this weekend, or this weekend, the Baja Bound Amateur Spotlight, I'm going to have this segment for each podcast I do. There's going to be an amateur spotlight. Now, that amateur doesn't mean it's an amateur racer. It just means you're not at the pro level. You're a racer that's A through D, okay, or A through C. There's no more D class. But um, A through C. So this weekend, I picked out a very standout racer, someone that I've coached personally probably for five, 10 years now. Um, I've known him. I've known him since he was four years old, five years old. Okay. I watched him do his first KTM 50 race and he won or got third. I'm sorry. He got third. But, uh, anyways, uh, Andrew Schultz, uh, reigning super mini champ. Okay. Comes out. He's, uh, I, he has a little support from Husky. He's on the three bows hatch racing team. Uh, he's 15. The future for this kid, and I, maybe I'm being biased, but the future for this kid, he's got national championships in motocross. He's got national championships in off-road. Right there should tell you this kid's going to be a weapon in two years. He's going to be an absolute weapon. Uh, he made super mini race. I mean, he did what any champ does. He got out front early. He, ch he didn't check out, but... Like he said in his uh, in his interview that he maintained his race. For a kid to know when to just back off and not push your limit at your age, dude, dude, the kid is going to rip. And then I went and watched him on Sunday race B open, okay, two-stroke open. Mm -hmm. He lines up with four 250s, I think, because his bike doesn't fit in the qualified 125 class. Yeah. So he lines up with the 250 guys. There's about six of them, okay? Two-stroke guys. He hole shots, okay? I got a picture. Hole shots and checks out. I think he gets fourth overall, okay? He let one 125 kid pass him, but... I'm pretty sure he got him at the end because uh, I remember I was sitting there at the finish when uh, he came through. Ah, he did. He You're right. He, he did him get him. You're right. No, so... Brock Smith, that's the racer, right? And Ian Burke. So Brock Smith actually passed Andrew at one point, but I saw a picture of Brock's hands or something. Dude, they're yeah. just they're ripped. You know, he when he came through that final lap, I want to say he probably had a good twenty seconds at one point on Andrew. Yeah, at least. And when he when they <clears throat> came through the finish shoot, you could just tell there was something. I, <laughs> I, I didn't really. Uh, I, it's hard to justify yeah. at that point. Like you don't know what the heck is going on with the kid. But anyways, Andrew Schultz shreds first super mini first B open. And then he rode, uh, yes, he, he rode the Saturday class. He can ride with the one twenty fives and he got third against the one twenty fives after right after doing his race. So kudos to Andrew Schultz. Keep an eye out for him. Check him out on Instagram. Um, 
you know, check out the Three Bros Hatch Racing team. He's with Dalton Shiree on that team there, and he's got Husky support. Um, he's a kid to look out for. So kudos to him. Uh, and, uh, we'll, you know, like I said, I'm going to be out – you know, at every race, I'm going to watch more than just one race. And I, I, I'm going to pick these standout kids that that I think have a future. I mean, there's a lot of kids out there right now that I think have a good future. But right now, after watching Saturday and Sunday, this kid is – this is it for my – this is my pick. And, I mean, it's, you couldn't pick a better kid, to be honest. Right now, right. Like, like you said, the, the accolades he's already accumulated at this point in his life. Easy with and, the big words here, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That he's gained throughout this uh, time <laughs> in his life, it, it, it <clears throat> is going nowhere but up right now. And right, it's awesome to see. Yeah, and you know, a, they get a lot of they get a lot of feedback. A lot of people, uh, they don't like them. Okay, they don't. It's just true. There's a lot of people that don't like them, and they are. They, what's sad is, is like I've known these people for uh, forever. Okay, mm -hmm. they are one of the most honest people families that i know out there there i know a lot of families and there's a lot of honest families out there but these people do not they do not do any wrong okay i've seen so many i've seen it on both sides motocross and off-road with these kids with him and he's see, all that kid is that doing out there is trying his hardest you know yeah. so and and even at his age to go through that and like just full respect level he's 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 got a good thing going for him so um, moving on, moving forward here. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's time. I think it's time we get into the pro race here, but I do want to, what, what's up? You know, Hey, just before we move on to the pro race, we were talking about the future and how you're going to be picking uh, some new kids out. Yeah, absolutely. I think one class that absolutely should be looking forward to right now this year. Yeah. If it continues on is that 125 C class. Uh, dude, 30, I think they had 30. 35 plus. 35 125s. 35 <laughs> for a dying bike, right? Every every manufacturer said that the 125s are going to die. The 250s are going to become the next big thing. Okay, A, 125s are never going to die. They're sick, as, <laughs> they're sick as fuck. If anyone's ever watched Motohead, Eric Hallgath is the best se segment. 125 man on a mission. That guy... And that segment blows the whole movie away. So, anyways, if anyone's got any shit to talk about 125s, 35 dudes on the sea line, up and coming. You know, we have friends in that class. It's fun to watch. It's a competitive class. I think Mason Eck won both days, which is uh, Colton Eck's little brother. And but, anyways, it was just awesome. Massive pile up on Sunday, though. Oh, Holy God. shit! There, there was eight kids, I think, or six kids. Okay, one of them walked away. Uh. Well, I had to go hopped away. Hopped away. <laughs> the other five caught up. But dude, the picture I got—I mean, I'm, we're talking like the Eiffel Tower of bikes stacked it up. It was, it was one of, it was definitely a, uh, it was a picture book right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, nah, it was heavy. But uh, so, all right, guys. Well, let's get back. Let's get into the pro race here, man. And and uh, it's hard. Okay, this is this is tough to watch for me. Okay, this is my first race back out out of the house in about six and a half months and i was so excited just to watch this racing that when i say it was hard for me it was hard for me because i had a freaking walk <laughs> from a to b that track is not friendly for a dude that has two legs that do not work that great and 
I mean, I'm being honest. Like, it is straight up not the way I wanted to do it, but it was. I was so excited to watch this kind of racing, to get back out there and be with all these teams. The pro pits have probably grown twice the size in over the over a year. I mean, we had. I want to say we had about 18, 19, 450 riders and. What was it about 21 250s? Uh, I think pro 250s. I think we had about yeah. I think you're right. I think about 20 22 maybe pro pro guys out there. Um, I mean, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, 18 pros. Okay, so we had 18 pros and 21 pro 250s. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's 40 some solid. Dude. So we would have had 40. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out. I hope uh, Austin Serpa, you had a pretty uh, gnarly crash on Saturday. I was firsthand witness on that one. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you get better and uh, we'll see you at the next round, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I talked to Serpa a little bit about his crash. He showed me his video. That's just kind of one of those things, like he even yes. said, it just had happened. Yeah. There was nothing he could have done, and then he just gets plowed by his friend. <laughs> I thought it was – so obviously I don't think it's funny, but when he – he made it funny when he was like, yeah, so there I am laying limpless, and then here comes my friend and just runs me over. Just a speed bump in the way, and I'm just like, oh, dude, the video is pretty heavy. It's, oh. just, it's a violent slam. You know what? And uh, to throw a little bit more into that story, because <laughs> I, I talked to Keith. Yeah. Keith, uh, <laughs> Keith <laughs> illustrated that. Keith Serpa. Yeah. He illustrated that story out too, and he's like, he told me, yeah, it was really bad, but uh, his friend came up right as he <laughs> yeah. finished the race. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought I killed him, and <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, you thought you killed him, but you went and finished the 45 minute race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He goes and finishes the race. Hey, like any other racer would do, of course they're going to yes, go finish the fucking race. But, no, that's that's pretty funny. Now, Keith's a good guy. I love the Serpa family. They're good They're good kids. Dallas, I think, got second this weekend, his younger brother. So, good for him. The open A. Um, that was a good race for him. Uh, good way to start the year for, uh, for uh, Dallas there. But, uh, yeah, so – Honestly, so uh, what I see here, I think every pro guy except every pro guy except I think three guys I see on here or two guys on here are on a team in the pro class, the open pro class. Uh, I think one guy I honestly see on here, uh, Dylan Gallett maybe. I think Dylan Gallett and Matt Maple. Those That's the only two guys – me, oh, I see Chance and Hayden, but they didn't finish. But other than that, those two, that's it. I mean, the, everyone else on here has a team or, you know, minimal support of some sort. Um, let's just get right into this. I mean, pro start, freaking Walton just absolutely dominated the start. He looked good. I, I, when I, coming into the race, I, I was, I had a favorite, right? Mm -hmm. And my favorite was Austin Walton. And the reason why I say that is the guy came off an injury last year, okay? He's motivated to, to win. He's on factory Husky, okay? So his job is to win. He's, he rides for the Austrian brand. Yeah. Obviously, being safe is their number one priority, but their job is to go win races or be on the podium. 
this kid came in about three years ago, I'd say. Um, he rode uh, for, he rode works. He rode for Three Bros SRT at the time. Had an unbelievable season. I'm going to go on a limb here and say Timmy Wagon found him. They're friends of some sort because he got support immediately, came into off-road, and he won a championship his first year out. So to me, it takes two years. This is his year. I'm picking. Yeah. I'm going to pick him to be in the title contention. And you know what? Like, like you said, he just kind of came out of nowhere. And my first real uh, taste of seeing him uh, was Portugal. Uh, six days when we were when we were there in Portugal yeah. and yep he just it was hammering it down him Dante and they were just I remember sitting there watching they were them. matching they wow. were matching uh, the the one of the uh, world enduro champions times all week long yeah. I mean that's amazing in, in itself but uh, yeah so Austin Walton he comes out he gets the whole shot. Uh, followed by uh, Talon LaFontaine and Redondi actually got a good start as well. Um, he kind of fell back uh, in the race, but we'll get to that. Um, so he gets out front, and another guy I'm excited for is Talon LaFontaine, uh, SLR Honda. And he he kind of surprised me the first lap. He actually, the first lap, he held – no, he, he was third. Was he third? He, he was – he was, he was third the first lap. Yeah, he was third the first lap. So, oh my God. so to me, that tells me right here, right off the bat, he has a sprint speed yes. to go. Now he needs to f button it up a little bit in the middle and then come on strong at the end. Because these guys, they don't vary very far from lap times. Their lap times are very consistent. Mm -hmm. And Talon's going to be someone to look out for. He's a former Pro 2 champion twice over. He's a works champion. The kid, he, another guy. These guys, you see a pattern here. They're motocross kids. Were motocross yeah, kids. Were supercross off. Now, now they're in off road. Supercross motocross now off road. And and I'm gonna come back to that. I'm gonna come back to that when we go to the pro class. But so, uh, Walton gets off to a great start. And I say about lap two, I notice another red red Honda coming. And it's not Talon. It's his teammate. Cole Martinez. Do you not notice the pattern right there? <laughs> well, I mean, the pattern should also uh, go back to that team, uh, that team manager that keeps uh, signing these guys. <laughs> well, I think he's already picked that pattern up pretty quick because he's got a good young team. Jack, I would say, is the only guy that he just, again, come back to this, but from left field, left field, literally left field. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later. But yes, yeah, here comes Cole, and so, Cole was on a charge. So yeah, Cole Cole came across the board in fourth, but he had a terrible start. Not terrible, but he was mid pack, and that roost he's just eating that roost for two laps. I mean, I don't know. He put himself from in one lap. He or uh, yeah, one lap and lap two to lap three. He put himself from fourth. I'm sorry, lap one to lap two, second. Okay, so he's charging. He's making his way up. He got to get around Dante, I believe. And those three kind of just illustrated the whole race. They – how do you say it without disrespecting everybody else? They're just on another level, I think, right now. Right now. There's a lot of guys that are on new bikes who I think are going to be there at Glen, by Glen Helen. 
and and one of them is Trevor Stewart. But those three kind of just picked up where they pecked like left off last year. They I, just they rode they just they were gone. Honestly, they just they, they set their own pace. Like they completely like you said, they, it, not to say that they checked out, but it was a good enough gap where it was just those three racing. They were in their own race. Okay, so just check this out, okay? Top three, these are the top three lap times. Top three. So Walton, uh, no, Martinez first, Walton second, uh, Dante third, okay? Here we go. Lap. We're going to go from lap two on. Lap two, 8.52, Cole Martinez, Walton, 8.52. 8.55, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. 8.52, 8.52, Dante went from 10th to 3rd on the first lap. Okay? He threw down an 8.41. Okay? Oh, That's God. 10 seconds faster than the first two. <laughs> Did someone blow their wad early? Maybe. Okay? But get this. Lap 3. This is insane to me right here. 8.54, 8.55, 8.56. Just all one second. They are in a three-second gap. Total three-second gap. Okay? The next guy, his lap time, who was Dalton Shirey that ended up uh, fourth, which is a great ride. 9.02. 9.02. Okay? These three are just on another level. They are. I mean, there's pros. These guys are they're hauling ass. But then there's these three right here. And uh, I mean, kudos. Kudos kudos to them. I mean, the battle that was illustrated between Cole and Walton throughout the race, they switched positions, I think, twice or three times in scoring. But they switched positions multiple times out on the track. And it was in Cole's words, clean racing, and mm -hmm. Austin's words, just the one of the more fun days he's had racing off road. And I mean, one of those days, like yeah, I mean, I'm sure Austin is a little bummed that he didn't get that first uh, that first place. But in the same time, like if you're racing like that, yeah. and you have a good clean race, yeah, and you're just trading spots, like you can't really be mad because you know that competitive level's right there. Yeah, they're they they're they're right there, and and this again like there's guys in this class that are gonna be up there again. This class is Absolutely. gonna turn this class is gonna turn into a top ten, literally competitive class. They're gonna be switching lap times at some point here soon. See, in my, in right now, uh, I'm just, I mean I'm just looking at the results between like Trevor Trevor Stewart. You've already touched on this, but yeah. Trevor's. On a new bike, he's still figuring out that Yamaha. Yeah, we got Tyler Lynn. Like Tyler is back in tenth right now, but at the same time, he just switched over to that Cowie. He's got under a great program, and then, I mean, one of my personal favorites is Dalton Dalton Shire. Ah, he's one of mine as well. And d certain races, I I can see a podium in his future. One of them in particular is going to be uh, a certain race in April. Yeah, I'll be. Uh Obviously, uh, obviously that's going to be coming. But for now, as the season opener has began, right? Yeah. The season opener's happened. Like these guys, these guys, uh, they had. There's, uh, there's no injuries. Okay, everyone started. Well, there's there one. There's one injury. Yeah, there's one injury. But 
these guys all started uh, healthy. They finished healthy. And we're going to have a good battle the rest of the year for sure. If this opening round isn't a shadow of what's to come. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think the scary thing is, is uh, me and you are going to be having a certain talk in a couple months uh, when another green machine starts lining up on the, in the races again. Uh, Yeah. And yes. So to touch basis on that, Zach Bell had uh, basically a reconstruction knee surgery about, I'd say about nine months ago. Um, He, or about a year ago, actually, coming up to a year, but he won our race in March. So yeah, so sometime after March and April, he had to have his ACL meniscus repaired. So he's coming off that. He's, he was coming in healthy, and bad luck strikes again, breaks his wrist, I believe, or hand. It's a it's an arm thing. I I, I know that. Yeah. I should have I should have ta- talked to Robbie a little bit about it, but I mean, God, that guy, that kid can't catch a break. This guy should be definitely – he should have logged a lot more Ws in, mm-hmm. but I think injury-prone as far as uh, he's just had like, accumulated a lot of injuries over the years. Over, oh, definitely over – because, I mean, what was it? twenty The 2020 season, he was out due to injury. Yeah. 2021, we just touched about – We that. got three, four months in. He got three months in. And actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure he uh, – Got hurt in one of the uh, wasn't Taft, but I think it was the first round. Uh, he crashed out, I believe, and then he did win Glen Helen, but yeah. then he yeah. didn't make the rest. Well, of the he year. won Taft. He won Taft. I thought Dante won Taft that year. I thought it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure they I'm, were trading back and forth, and I'm pretty sure Zach's undefeated at Taft, dude. Is he undefeated at Taft? He, for somewhat odd reason, Zach just rips at Taft. I remember, I remember uh, the first time he came out, Ox Motorsports, Mark gave him a chance. He rode Colton Udall's race bike with Colton's suspension and said, yeah, let's go racing. Pulls a fourth out of his hat, okay? Then the second round, we go to Taft, and he wins in dominating performance, too. Just absolute dominance. So, And then I think he's won the prior years. I think I, the Husky, he won. He did win last year. He did, yeah. He he beat Dante, right? Or wait, I uh, know what I'm. I'm on the wrong. Uh, need to fix this website. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, <laughs> um, so coming in fourth was Dalton Shirey, uh on the Three Bros Hatch Racing Zip Tie Husqvarna. Another kid that I look forward to watching grow in this class. He's gonna do it. He's done it before. I don't know. What we got going on here, Dalton? But uh, you're gonna do it, dude. I know you are. I watch your riding a lot. I, I've always said I'm a fan of yours. I, um, Trevor Stewart on the Pervines Yamaha coming in fifth. Uh, I talked to Trevor before the race, dude. His mindset right now to win races and come back and be competitive in the class again is is there. He's like, dude. Uh, you know, I've done some testing on the Yamaha. I'm back. I love it. I love riding my dirt bike again. This is who I want to be. I'm here to win. I want the Trevor Stewart that won those two championships is back, and I want to win races this time. Those were his exact words, and uh, he, dude, like motivating. Like listening to him him talk, listening to what he had to say, motivation. Words coming out of his mouth was motivation. So 
I mean, you're a two-time champion in the Big Six Series. You know how to win races. You know how to win championships. You know, Johnny Campbell obviously was a huge help in that. Uh, I, not a help in that. I'm saying he was a help in it as far as mentally preparing him, getting him to that level, the support, that whole thing. Like, he knows how to go win races now. You watch how Trevor strategically races, you know, and Brad, his dad, Brad, they, they know how to win races. And I think pairing up with Ron is a good thing because they can help them win races, you know? Yeah. No, I, it, it, Trevor Trevor has the speed. Absolutely. I don't think anyone, anyone out there is going to question that. It's whether or not it's going to be the bike one weekend or – it's going to be maybe not his suited track. Right. And from what his words were, track just didn't suit me, but I'm coming and everything's going to suit me soon. So, and I mean, we all know, <laughs> I, I, we all know Glenn <laughs> Helen yeah. is going to be the track that he's going to sit there and say, this track fucking suits me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> every, every year. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, of course. But everyone rips at Glen Helen. But if there's, the king of Glen Helen, it's it's Trevor, Trevor Stewart, it, without a question. Absolutely, but I look forward to him um, really ripping. Uh, another guy that uh, did really well surprised me. Motocross, Supercross background, Factory Beta is Dare Dare D Martel. So I got a chance to talk with him again. The kid said, in again in his words, I'm gonna figure this out. And I'm going to be a podium guy. I know I am. I know I can win these races. I just need to figure it out. You know, and I was I, – I forget who I was talking with, uh, but someone was talking to me saying that they were out at uh, the Checkers right. Hound and saying that they were talking to the beta team out there saying, oh, yeah, we're coming out next weekend for uh, Big Six. Right. And when they said that to me, I'm sitting there like – Who's racing big six for beta? Like, cause I mean, Joe Wasson and uh, Zane, they they're Naha guys. They're gonna be racing National Hair and Hound. They're right. gonna be racing Best in the Desert. So I was just I was perplexed. I'm sitting here thinking, uh, are they bringing something out for Morgan Tanky? Like, yeah. yeah. I, did they I, sign a girl? Yeah. Or did they sign somebody? someone? And yeah. Here here no. comes Saturday, and I'm sitting there just watching the race, and I just see this beta go flying past me i'm like Who the that? 200 the 200 and dare what a name dare <laughs> dude's gnarly that ah, talk to him dude and he's he's legit i look forward to it. he's young too uh so this whole story came about like beta signed him up for the pro pro two stroke nationals and then kind of from there it just unfolded for him like mm -hmm. he got in on the off-road stuff started ripping i think he podiumed uh idaho catch valley i'm pretty sure he podiumed uh catchy valley or whatever they call it in idaho and i think that was it i think the teeth were in and he, he signed up for a year with or yeah he signed up with a year with beta and he's in and uh i look we look forward to this something like this again motocross kid switching to off-road getting factory support awesome um another okay I'm going to say this more than often than, than not. Uh, another kid, Justin Hoft, Heft. I'm sorry, Justin Heft. I got to talk to him for a while. Got to hear his story. He's on with Kill Martin Husky. 
this kid, once he figures it out, he's going to be another Zach Bell. I'm telling you that right now because he's got that speed, right? Um, he comes around on the first lap in second. In second. Okay? So, sprint speed's there. Mid-race, we're not there yet. We're... We're, we're not there yet. So use your words. Use your, <laughs> just, use your words. Yeah, okay? I, I know. I know. Hey, you're talking, but it just it, it seemed to be that the off-road portion uh, started catching up, and stamina just kind of caught up. But and yes. he, had to, he had to back off. Yeah, he did, and and he said even he said he's like I came in with too stiff of a setup, and it beat me down today. But once I figure this out, look out. And you know, and the best thing is, these guys, especially with the factory support, they're going to be sitting there. Their mechanics are going to be sitting there. They're going to be just taking these notes down every round. Yep, and they're going to learn. Yep, they're going to learn. Him and his dad, I I think that's a strong package right there for those guys. They're going to learn. They're going to come back. He's going to be a guy that's going to be. He's going to catch a podium or two. He might even catch a win if he figures this out. Because if it, if Cole could figure this out. Guys like Heft, guys like uh, uh, Lafontaine, Zach, Zach, these guys, can, they're gonna, they're gonna win. They, they see that and they go, oh yeah, if, if you know, if Cole can do it, I can do it. I come from the same background, you know. Mm -hmm. So big, big congrats to them. Um, you know, Talon, great job on your first 450 ride. Another guy. He's got the sprints figured out. We just need to get him in that uh, mid part of the race, and he'll be. He'll be he'll be ripping. I, I look for I look forward to talent on the 450. Uh, Giacomo, oh boy, Giacomo. We had a slow start, but then we picked it up towards the end. And Giacomo is a champion of works. Okay, he's a champion of GPS racing. So once he finds his niche again, he's going to be another another guy that's going to be contender. And he's riding the factory uh, gas gas supported effort with Kill Martin again, Kill Martin racing guy. Uh, he looks good. And then rounding out the top 10 is Tyler Lynn on the Chaparral Motorsports Kawasaki. He's young. He's got Robbie Bell in his corner. He's got Zach Bell as a teammate. There's nothing but breeding success coming out of this tent. And yeah, Tyler, I mean, Tyler, just another kid that's, gonna be figuring these this thing out this year yes Robbie is obviously one of the best people in the pits to actually help someone do that yes and I'm not to knock anyone here but I just want to point one thing out what's that when is the last time we've seen an NGPC race without a pro 250 within the top 10 overall <laughs> I, I that's funny you say that because I was looking at results today and um, dude the pros filled it up. They filled the it up. Four fifty guys were hammering it down this weekend. They 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 were they were they were hammering and uh, just finishing outside the top ten was JCR Honda's Preston Campbell, um, another kid that's once he figures out the style of of GPS a little bit more. Not that he hasn't figured it out. It's just. He's still a young kid. He's just young. He needs experience, and he's gonna, you know, he's he's training with the right people. He's look, he looks fit. He's got a great bike. I mean, he's going, he's going to be a guy. 
it's just gonna take a little bit of time. I mean, what is he? He's a twenty-two-year-old kid right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and it's funny. It, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on one sec. He has a girlfriend. You know, he had a girlfriend. Oh bullshit! I swear to God. Are you sure it's not Gage with a wig on? <laughs> That's it. I was like, I. So I, I roll up and I see Preston, dude, and he's, you know, he's hugging his girlfriend. And she's sitting on his lap. I kept my mouth shut because I was about to say, dude, I. Th- I Honestly, thought you were into dudes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me worried for a second. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, he has a girlfriend. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I have one question though. Yeah, whose hair is longer? Uh, <laughs> she, I think she did. I think she has a head longer hair. Dude. Uh, I didn't really get a glance. I kind of just was trying to like, I was trying to feel him out on the day. Yeah. And uh, no, he looks, he looks good, dude. Like he looks good. I see, I see. He's gonna, he's gonna get his first hair and hound win. This year. Well, I mean, he just got his first district hair and hound, or not his no, first, but he did. Dude. Sorry, he did get champion, his first. He's the champion, bro, of the yeah. hair and hound series. My, my bad, Preston. My bad. National hair and hound. I see him getting a W this year. National hair and hound for sure. I mean, how many podiums did he get last year? Uh, I think he ended up with four by the end of the year, or maybe even five. I mean, he's he's gonna get it. He's going to <laughs> for sure. I he, he, he's gonna get it. But um, let's go to the pro twos, dude. This is awful. <laughs> Blood, flesh, class, right here. Just shark in the water, class, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shark in the water. This. I mean, the, there's you don't a... you don't show up to the pro two class and go. Oh, I'm gonna get a top five today because, dude, <laughs> these kids, fearless, fearless. So, I mean, coming into this season. There was definitely a favor. Uh, Talon moved up to 450s. Yes. He was back to back. But I mean, last year there was someone that was uh, was pretty much there the entire All season. All year, I think. I think a mechanical took him out. I believe so. That yeah, there wasn't one mechanical uh, in 29 Palms. Bike blew up. And this kid, I mean. Comes from a, obviously a fast family. His brother just won the championship last year, Mateo yeah. Oliveira. Yeah. This kid it came into the season, and he was my clear favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and a great win. Absolutely a great win. But there's definitely uh, there's some contenders <laughs> that are coming for him. There's uh, – so the top four guys – by the end of the race, they were running very, very similar lap times. My God, dude. Uh, yeah, so RPM, KTM Racing, uh, FM, FMF Maxis, uh, Mateo Oliveira. Is that how you say his name? Oliveira. I, th- I believe it's Oliveira. I mean, Oliveira. We, if Oliveira. if we're pronouncing it wrong, yeah, you, we'll guys can, you, you guys can yell at us at the next round. Yeah, whatever. But Mateo <laughs> comes out. I watched it. He gets an, a mediocre start. But Jack, dude, the Australian, SLR Honda's left field man, okay? So Jack Simpson, he's from Australia. If you want to get to know him a little bit more, I did a little interview with him at, uh, after his race. He gives you a little backstory. COVID restrictions, racing's not really going big in Australia. He came over a few years ago for the Mint 400. He got sixth or fifth overall. On the 450X, uh, I believe uh, he got fourth at the Fink because I think I saw his number is fourth, uh, number four. 
So the, the guy, and he races moto and off-road, so he's kind of everything. He's a versatile racer. Um, that's as much as I know about him. But whole shots, leads the first lap, and he never really, I never really saw uh, the gap get too, too big. Okay? So obviously if Mateo was just out there racing by himself, I mean, if it was just uh, Mateo out there and Jack wasn't here, he'd be gone. Mateo would have checked out. Mm -hmm. But Jack kept that gap there just to let Mateo know that, hey, I'm here. Let I'm here for three weeks. He's been here for three weeks. Yes, I've yeah. been here for three weeks. And I get second in my first NGPC. I've never even raced a race in California. And – Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was pretty much running a, almost like a stock bike. He was running a stock bike, running last year's model bike. Okay, he's not even on the new 250R X or R. Okay, comes here, shreds, and his words in the interview was, "Yeah, the bike's great, mainly stock." <laughs> And I know stock, no testing. And I know that bike is slow. Not slow. I mean, I know they I know Twisted does their motors, mm -hmm. but it's not the fastest 250 out there. It isn't. There's no way it's not. I mean, obviously Mateo's on that KTM and that thing sounds fucking good. Mm -hmm. When he goes by, that thing sounds deep like just that FMF exhaust is just barking. It's just absolute. It, it, it sounds factory. It's music. It has to be factory. It's one of my favorite sounds. Yes. So, Mateo and Jack, I mean, honestly, they, they kind of rode away with one and two. But then, here comes another kid who races motocross. Dude, you're going to end up like Ricky Carmichael, a little meme. Yes. When they met Ricky mentoring the long legs and you're yes. going to be mentoring the, uh, the, the motocross, motocross background. But another kid that's <laughs> raced outdoor nationals. I've seen his name. I got to meet him. Great family. Awesome, awesome support system. On the Kilmartin Husky. I'm going to go on a limb and say, Timmy, again, found this guy. Right? He has, it's just, there's just these patterns. It's weird to me. Right? <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, okay, third place. He's creeped all day long, okay. So he kind of, he kind of, you know, ten seconds back on the first lap off of, uh, off of uh, Mateo and and Jack, okay. But then we got about to the midway point, and that midway point, from lap eight to the finish, dude was strong. Dude was strong for a second there. I thought he was gonna catch Jack. And he was shredding, mean too, just mean on the bike. His his style. I go. I look at Jet Lawrence and I go, all right, sick. I look at Kai and I go, oh, sick. And you know what? He was pushing strong, but there there was another kid that was pushing. Uh, I think harder. a little harder than him, and that's where uh, I watched that last lap happen. And sure enough. Didn't get it all the way there, but he finished right behind him. So if this doesn't do it justice for you, uh, JP Alvarez, right? So JP Alvarez is on the, uh, he's on the, uh, his own program. Okay. So he, he's doing his own program. He's got Cowie support. 
He's got Bob and uh, Robbie helping with a little bit of parts. And he's got just a tad bit. He has just a tad bit of, uh, uh, what do you call it, factory parts on his bike, I think he said. I mean, I've seen the clamps and stuff. So that, I guess those are, those are just X tricks. But I'm sure Robbie helped him out with some parts. But um, JP doesn't get the best start. But, again, he's he creeped up all day. And if this doesn't tell you, I think he ran the fastest lap on the last lap of the of that group. He did. So he ran he ran a pretty fast lap, but he came. He was coming. I mean, if you look at all these lap times, dude, he had the fastest lap on lap five. He had the fastest lap on lap seven. Lap eight, he had the fastest lap. Lap nine, he had the fastest lap. Lap 10, he had the fastest lap, and 11, strong. Strong. And you know what? I, I think a lot of people in the pits <laughs> wouldn't have called that, especially uh, uh, being what the day it was. Yes. You know, uh, uh, it was JP's uh, 21st birthday. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have expected him to be able to go out there and do hey, that. Hey, dude, he's not shy. Let's put it that way. Dude likes to have a good time. He likes to party. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I think he's motivated to go out and win. Mm-hmm. He wants to win. This is He wants to do this. I see it in his eyes. He wants to win dirt bikes. Yeah. He wants to win. No, absolutely. And I mean, all these guys want to win. But and, and if he was out there to fucking prove some people wrong, I think he fucking did it. He crushed it. No, he he absolutely crushed it. I mean, he he beats he beats Seeds, Stice, Audisberg, Dunn. Uh, Monte. Well, he's a 450 guy. Oh, I mean, he yeah. still went shot, there and did that. Shot, and uh, that's that's it for as far as supported guys. That kid, he's motivated to win, and and I think uh, I think we are gonna see him get back to where he was for sure. And 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 when you say when you go back to where he was, like that's so cliche, right? But this class has gone so far up in speed. It's insane. Like, it is. It really is. Um, rounding out the top five was Justin Seeds on the Pervines Yamaha. Dude, that guy in the 250 class. That's an interesting one. But I think Seeds is just having fun. I think he's missing that racing fun. Uh, so, fifth for Seeds. Uh, Stice is sixth. Ottisberg. I talked to Ottisberg. Um, he's coming back stronger for sure after this last race. Um he said he's got a few kinks to work out, but he, you know, he he was 12th on the first lap. He finishes seventh. That's a great race. Uh, Thomas Dunn, one of my favorite kids out there. Uh, Pervines Racing, eighth, coming off a pretty gnarly injury. He had a collarbone break about eight weeks ago. Gets it healed up. Barely rode two and a half weeks of training, and then gets salvages an eighth. I expect him to be in the top five by, I would say by April. He is, I, th- this year and next year are going to be crucial years for him because he's got what it takes. He's got the package. And when he was on the Kilmartin KTM on the two-stroke, he, to me, that's the fastest I've ever seen him. Yeah, I mean, hell, I remember uh, you guys even racing some SRAs, and I'm sitting there watching this. Game. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, Thomas was just on it on that two-stroke. He, he worked me at an SRA. Oh, absolutely. He, he worked ass. me. 
Like I rode a 252 stroke. You're 01. <laughs> Needless to say, that thing's a, a little bit slower than the modern day bikes. It needs a little head work, but and a little bit maybe better jetting spec with some bars and not a fat ass tank. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, is this just a roast of my bike right now? Like, well, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I'm not trying to blow my load, but I got third, and the two guys that beat me were Thomas Dunn and Colt Neck. Okay, and they were on modern day bikes, and I was on a fucking O one. Uh, uh, didn't you like wax uh, Tyler Belknap too oh, on that? Yes, the coach beat the coach beat the the the, the racer. The coach beat the racer, cold-blooded. But let's not get hung up on that. Let's not get hung up on that. No, Thomas is going to come, and once he figures it, you know, what, whatever he's got going on right now, he's going to win. He's going to win. I know he will. But he's got to get that, those top fives need to come more consistently. But um, Arturo, he got ninth. I think that's his best finish. Talk to him. He's on a two-stroke. You know, he's going to be good all year long. And same with, okay, so get this kid. Okay, Chase Larson. Races, he's, he's uh, from Oregon. Racing the whole series this year. I got to talk to him. Really nice kid. Really nice. I think him, his friend and his, I want to say his girlfriend, were there supporting him. He's moving to California. I mean, he's moving to uh, Arizona for the whole year. He's investing his whole time into this series. Pulls a top 10 off in the Pro 2 class. 21 dudes. Never, you know, I bet you a lot of them don't know who he is, but they are going to hear this name again. This kid's good. Absolutely good. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you, you just said his name. I I couldn't even tell you who yeah. he was. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, pulling off the top 10, you're, is this his first uh, first race? This is his first big uh, first NGPC Okay, yeah, sorry. For I think sake. he said he raced Blythe. He raced Blythe? I think he said that. Okay. So, so but I mean, hey, new kid. I mean, just the series is growing. It's awesome. I mean, this kid's coming from Oregon, moving all the way to Arizona just so he can start doing the series. Just the race of series. That's awesome. He's got a van, stacked Dunlops in the back, two bikes, racer mechanic. Hey, wait, st stack of Dunlops? Yeah, dude, stack of Dunlops. Um, hey, if you want to be like really good friends, Chase, like. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Kidding, nah. Kidding. So, uh, top, uh, the rest of the class uh, goes as is. Robbie Shaw and the new DC Yamaha. He's going to be back. He was running top 10 all day. He was as far up as, uh, I think, seventh. And uh, he said his clutch bolt came out. Poor guy. Had no clutch for a few laps. They had to fix that up. It's uh so Salvage is eleventh. Uh Noah Viney, he's a motocross kid. Um Rhino trains him, so if you ever see Rhino's Instagram, he's the kid that he's always training. Um Belknap, thirteenth. Uh Zachary Klinger. I'm not sure who that is. Uh I didn't even, I didn't get to talk to him, but good for him. He got fourteenth and uh T pop, not really uh really not we're just we're not there yet. Well, I mean, T Pop had uh, -Pop a little mishap. Had, uh, a few mishaps on the, on the first lap. <laughs> first lap, I mean, oh, good sorry, God. Uh, microphone's too close. Sorry, I mean, Trevor. Uh, he, Shit. I was sitting, I was sitting around their pits all day, and Shit. Ch uh, Trevor just, I believe, he lost to the pin in his uh, rear brakes. Yep. And, uh, well, well he, time he out, gets... time out, loses brakes, <laughs> brake pads, right? He pulls in, gets fuel, 
They don't have brake pads ready for him. Comes back next lap, and then they have to pit again because they got to put brake pads back in. Oh no no no! You you missed another pit. Oh, so three so they, pits. Oh, there was three pits. So there was the one for the gas. Oh, takes off, doesn't have the brake pads. Comes back T-pop. in. Uh, so his dad Craig runs up to uh to the trailer. Comes oh, back with a fresh set of uh brake pads. They're not fresh, but fresh. Uh, fresh set and uh, a pin. Well, Craig pulled those off the 01YZ250. They don't fit. They don't fit. Did they pull them off your bike? They pulled it off my bike. Oh, uh, because they saw blue. It, fucking Craig. I mean, he, he's, well, a, he's a kid, just bright eyes, <laughs> shiny object. Like, he saw blue and he's shiny like, you know object. what? They'll work. And uh, they try putting them in. Uh, oh, they don't work. So Trevor takes off one more time. I mean, by the time he comes back, they uh, luckily Robert Bear had a set oh. just hanging in his uh, hanging in his trailer because his one kid, his one kid still uh, rides blue. Yeah, and he had a fresh set of brake pads up top. Oh, thank God, dude, he got saved. But uh, like, ah, oh, poor T Pop. I told T Pop, and this is just you know between me and him. Obviously, him and I are, are close enough, so I can say this on here. Dude, get off the four stroke. Get off the four-stroke. Give your fans what they want. Give the people what they want. The two-stroke, you ride it better. He says, I got a two bikes for two different tracks. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. The guys that are winning the races are on four-strokes. But give the people what they want, T-Pop. Get back on that two-stroke. Haul ass. Haul ass, dude. I mean, because we've we've been watching Trevor ride. For years. forever yeah it's just (sighs) hey he does seem a little more comfortable Mm. on that four stroke but that two stroke like it just brings it out in him where he's just gonna push there's aggression and anger there's something they he's actually chasing for some like it's just different mentalities on two different bikes yeah absolutely and i think that goes to say for a few of these kids that are out here racing but i'll just move along with that um you know, when you're the 24-hour champ, <laughs> you can't you I can't mean, just go. <laughs> I mean, which one? Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but right on. Well, hey, uh, all in all, it's a good weekend. Um, it's gonna be this is gonna be fun, huh? Oh, we gotta we gotta touch on uh, the women's pro. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm getting there. Just all give right. me. I'm I'm wrapping up the pro 250s. All right, shit. So no, yeah, weekend. it was a good weekend. I was stoked on the weekend. It was awesome to listen to. The women, uh, pro women class, dude. Brandy Richards, whole shots. Brandy Richards checks out on the first lap. This is no disrespect to the other girls or women out there because she has more experience than all of them out there. Um, Caitlin Jacobs has a grade three separation. So she's out for quite some time. She's on the RPM KTM. And she's honestly like between her and Lauren Woods, and now Ava Silvestri. Dude, Ava rode the best I think I've seen her ride. She got off that Yamaha and she was yarding. And how old is Ava? I want to go on a limb and say she's 16 to 18 range. I mean, she, yeah, she's a young she's a young woman and I mean, she's just she was riding the shit out of that bike. She okay, so um Tara was in second. 
on the uh on the first lap and then after that like it was repetitious it was ava got to second tara was in third and it didn't change pretty much the whole race a little bit kind of wondering what happened to lauren woods because i think she's pretty fast too and i think that's like she's going to be able to figure out you know first round mishaps or whatever mm-hmm. but lauren woods is pretty uh pretty legit too so i look forward to watching these girls and these women's race but i i gotta just say like brandy really makes it hard to uh <laughs> i don't even know how you say it. it's hard to watch because she's gone i mean i'm watching second through fourth right now that's what i'm watching there's a reason that Brandy continually will go to ISDE and be the fastest woman in the world. She is right now just an absolute she's powerhouse. She's the AMA racer of the year, pretty she's, sure. Cycle news racer of the year too, I think. I mean, she's she's on another level right now. It's it it's just I, I can't I, I'm, I'm like a loss for words right here just because Brandy. I bluntly, it's just she's fucking fast. I bluntly, That's the best way to put yeah. It. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not wrong. I bluntly asked her straight up. I bluntly asked her. I said, "Is it your objective to just see how far you can get into the pro two guys? Because you do a goddamn well good job of doing it." Uh huh. I I really, if if Brandy locks it up again this year, I would love to see her just line up two fifty pro. It, the only thing with that is their class size. It's not very big, so the points are very. It's very tight race. It's almost hard, right? She could win half more. Well, I guess she could win, let's say, six in a row, mm-hmm. and then get hurt. And second's only going to be, you know. It only takes about one or two. It only back. takes one or two races, so that's what's tough True. with her in her class. So. But again, like uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to watching how far she can get at certain tracks. Like, well, and I believe uh, within that interview that you said, yeah, she said those sandy tracks. That's where she's really gonna be going after those two fifty. <laughs> do it, and it's gonna happen, dude. Like she's gonna, <laughs> like I'm telling you right now, she's gonna. Do I mean, it. let's let's just look at like standings, and quote unquote. She did not uh, push herself this race. She played it safe. She, she said. played it safe. 25th overall. She's 25th overall, and this is behind. I mean, Robbie did lose his clutch, so, uh, but still right behind Robbie. Chase, Dylan, Arturo are all right there. And Thomas. And Thomas Dunn. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just from 20th to 24th. Those are the guys that are right in front of her, and this is quote unquote her playing it safe. Her playing it safe, yep. So I mean, <laughs> she's there. If I'm if I'm those two fifty guys right now, uh, you know damn well, like you don't you don't want someone from the row behind you passing you. No, already. But it, she's coming, boys. She's gonna absolutely come for you at those sandy tracks. Hey, she's got it. She's got it, and she's gonna be. The, I would. I'm gonna go on a limb. She's gonna crack a top fifteen by the end of the year. Easily, I think that is a fair assessment. That's uh, 
That's a that's a good uh, I think that's a good bet right there. Like that's a pretty good line to set at fifteen. And yes, those rounds are gonna be prim. Those are gonna be a, a Blythe. I don't know. I mean Delta Utah. Oh yeah, Delta. Delta is gonna be a new round this year for us. It's true. I haven't seen that. I haven't it's seen tight. the track. But I'm gonna assume that's gonna play right into her wheelhouse. It's it'll be interesting to see, and 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 we'll see how far she goes. But congrats to you, Brandy. You're badass on a dirt bike, and I enjoy watching you race. Um, all right, dude. Well, uh, that's it for the weekend. Um, round two will be hosted by the Dirt Diggers in Taft, Honolulu Hills. It's one of my favorite races to go to. Again, it'll be kind of uh, chewed out, like what we saw. The dirt's going to be very similar. Um, the roost is going to hurt like a mofo. Uh, it's a fast track. It's tight. It's fast. It's loamy. It's corners. I mean, what do you expect, obviously, or what to expect is almost everything you saw this weekend with a sick motocross track. So I look forward to it. Um, there's a new thing I'm going to be doing here. I'm going to start picking these guys before the race. Who's going to win? Oh, this, this is perfect. So, in the okay. pro class, I'm going to go with Dante. Okay. Uh, from what I understand, I don't know if he does anymore, but they had they used to have a key to the track. So, a lot of him, like a lot of that was like grown, not maybe not growing up there, but mm -hmm. he's got time there. He's got time there, and he's going to be good. And uh, I look forward to those top three guys kind of just switching battles, going back and forth again. Well, okay, so let's hear it. Like, you're saying Dante is going to win this, but you can't be like, oh, Cole or no, Austin. No, it's going to be tight, but I think experience is going to pay off. Dante's experience there. Okay, let's, pay off. so let's hear you. That's what I'm saying, Dante. Yeah, no, 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 you're saying Dante. I want to hear you 2-3. I'm going to go, oh, it's just so tough because these guys are so nice. <laughs> I'm not. Well, the, I mean, the, the whole point of I'm this not, is I know, I'm not favoring anybody here, but I'm going to go Dante, Walton, Martinez. Walton, Martinez, okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna change this one up a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, so Dante, I know is going to be trying to come out to this next round with something to prove. To prove, yeah. He was, a, I know he was a little mad right at the end of that race. Yeah. And I mean, he he's the he's the champ. Two time. He just came, yeah, coming off a great season, and yeah, I mean, he, he just lost. Like he lost to Cole and Austin, not like badly, but it was he got third. This is tough. He's usually vying for the win. Yes, he is. And for this round, he was right behind. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go Walton for this next round. I like it. I think I Austin, I've yep. seen him in the tight stuff. Yeah. He's fast. And that's why I'm going to go Walton. Yeah. I'm going to go Dante. And I'm going to shake it up. I think Stewart's going to crack his first Ooh, top three. T-Stew. Yeah, a few races under the belt. Comfortability. He's going to be out at works this weekend. All it takes is a little comfort for him, and he's back shredding the gnar. So that's a good pick, dude. I, I, I just, it's tough, dude. Cole's motivated to win right now, dude. This is his chance. 
It is, but they're, it's this, all their chances. I, I mean, this this is just like 450 Supercross right now. Like yeah. picking a winner is gonna be get harder and harder throughout the year. The 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 reason why I think T Stu's dangerous though, and this is this is honesty. The reason why I think he's dangerous is the same kind of trend pattern I see with Jason Anderson. I see with T Stu, and he switched teams, switched bike. He's motivated. When he's motivated, these guys need to look out because he's he only has two months on this new bike. Yeah. And we were back, and he really didn't get a break, right? No one really got a break. No, and and he's he he has other things that he does too. So he's not ne- he wasn't necessarily every day training like some of these guys. Yeah, but he's dangerous. Yes. He but I'm gonna stick with my top three because when when Taft finishes and we have this conversation, <laughs> T. Stu's gonna be at the top of my list for Dwayne Hillen. <laughs> I, come on. I mean, that's just me coming out here and saying that now. But yeah, no, it was good. I, I, I my pro two picks. My pro two picks are it's gonna be very very similar to these results, but I'm gonna go with uh, the brothers Mateo being number one Uno Moss, but I'm gonna go with JP Alvarez. JP second. Second. Okay. I'm gonna go with JP second because he he's he's gonna be fucking he's gonna he's gonna get it together he's gonna be fast he's already is fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go JP and then I'm gonna toss it up. I'm gonna toss it up. I'm gonna put Mason right there in third. He's gonna get. He's gonna swing it back around. I think by then. Okay. Mason Ottisberg yeah. on the new D uh, DC Yamaha team. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a little, little bit different from you. I'm going with the Aussie. I think Jack Simpson. Oh. One another. I mean, he's gonna be racing works this weekend. He's gonna have a little bit more time on. on more the bike. time. Yeah. And then a little bit of time in between uh, Taft, uh, for between first round of works and Taft. Yeah, he's gonna get that training in. Mark's gonna get him all dialed. I have Jack Simpson winning uh, Taft round two. And I again, I'm interested to see his support level with Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. SLR is a good team. Some something I want. You know. Something not, I'm sorry, something I was a part of when it was Ox Motorsports. But I see he helps a lot of these guys out, like these young 250 kids. And I'm wondering, like, my my thought is what how, what does he get? What's his package, right? Because mm-hmm. he wants to be here. And based off that second place, I'm putting my focus on, on him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My focus. But you're marketable, right? You have to be marketable. I mean, what's more marketable in the United States other than a fast Aussie? Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I know. If hey, dude, like I say this all the time. Everyone loves Ricky Brabeck for Dakar, right? Yeah. Everyone loves Skylar Howes. But who does everyone? The love? people's champ is Toby Price. <laughs> it's Toby. I hate to say that, because Bra- Brabeck's story—you don't get a better story than Brabeck, right? Yeah. You really don't. But you don't get a better story than Toby Price. <laughs> Okay, the, the guy's just an animal. The man faced like the man faced the 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 adversity that guy, right? He was a nobody just hauling ass in the fink. <laughs> One race a year, dude. The guy was a, unbelievable. Kirk Caselli pulls him out of the fink. 
Okay. Come race score. Okay. Come race a heron hound. Breaks his fucking neck. Almost, oh, almost was, almost was paralyzed. I by remember a, that one too. Yes. I, I raced right by him and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, there's the Aussie on the ground. What do you know? Like, no, I was just a dumb little kid, right? Yeah. You didn't know any different. I didn't know any different. Okay, but this story, like his whole story in America, uh-huh. and then winning Dakar a few years, uh, uh, I think it was a year after Kurt passed, he won, or he got second, and then the following year he wins, mm-hmm. and then the following year he gets hurt, and then he wins again after breaking his femur while he was leading the third his his second or his third Dakar, so mm-hmm. he almost could have trend three together. He almost had a pattern right there, but um. Yeah, you're right. That whole Aussie thing, it's a it's a thing for SLR Honda for sure. It's in it's one of the most marketable things for them and Whoa. I know Samuels is seeing this. What about Damon? Um, Stokey? Stokey. I mean, st- fucking Stokey was the shit. It was a stick. Yeah, dude, he was the shit, man. Stokey was the shit. I love Stokey. This is I looked at when I looked at Jack I always uh-huh. thought I was looking at fucking Stokey's younger brother, dude. You know what? They, they did look alike a little bit, And too. I'm pretty confident his ears are pierced. They are. They definitely are. And Stokey's <laughs> ears were pierced. Or one at one side was. Uh, nah, I thought he had both. Did he not have them both eyes? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was one side. Was just one? Okay. So, yeah, no, it was one. It was one. Mark just loves to pick those Aussies up, dude. Well, he, he couldn't... He, he was a little late on Toby, so then you know it. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> no, I was good. SLR is awesome. So, all right, guys. Well, for uh, you know, again, um, we gotta thank Baja Bound Insurance. Uh, big part of our program here over uh, over for uh, us West Coast Off Road Podcast guys. City Service Asphalt Paving, Champion Adventures, Pit Stop Cleaning. That's it. That's really it. If you guys want to become a sponsor, hit me up. Um, you know, I'll be doing some of this cool stuff here in the future. Uh, a lot of my content is going to be at the races, kind of what you guys saw at Delano. If you want to hear or look or see something, just feel free to reach out. This is like, this is us having fun. Troy and I are literally here 12 beers deep. Just kidding. We don't drink beer. Troy does, not me. Uh, no, hey, but on the weekends. On the week. Yeah. Okay. Don't lie. We, I'm not lying. I just drink on the we, weekends. We have fun. Uh, this is for fun for us. This is fun for me. Uh, thank you to all the people this last this past weekend who came out, uh, you know, and said, you know, kind words to me. It was really cool. Uh, this has been really tough, but it was fun to go watch. It was fun to be out there. It was fun to be at the Big Six again and the NGPC. I guess there is a Big Six, but it's the NGPC. Perkins like lost his shit because I didn't call it the NGBC. So I got it right. Perkins love you. <laughs> um, and again, I look forward to doing this and feel free to come out, come, come say hi. I'll be around. I want to get as much interviews as I can. I want to give these, I want to give people the opportunity off road needs the opportunity. Okay. This is it. I think this is it right here. This is the opportunity that we need to give back to these kids and these guys. They don't get enough respect. They don't, you know, there is no respect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, it's awesome to see that 
the sport's just growing. And you know who? Uh, you know, I'm surprised we never touched on this. I, are Who's we that? closing out this? This you can touch right on now? it. Go all you want. We had not touched on this. There is a new team manager in those pits right now. There is. Well, the man, the myth, the legend, Anthony DiCasilio. Oh my God! How did I surpass this? I I am. I mean, I'm looking at a freaking poster of Kurt Caselli behind your fucking head. I've been thinking about Anthony this entire time. Dude, I am such an idiot. How did I not even think about that? I, I like, in my brain, I was thinking all, like, I text, sent him a photo this morning, little text, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I got to touch on him. Like, he's got, whoa, dude. that sounded really bad. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, I'm sure he, he liked it. He I'm liked sure it. He I'm liked sure it. he did. No, we got <laughs> to touch bases on this, dude. Anthony DiBasilio. Okay, so he was the man. He was a mechanic for Factory KTM in the early, uh, not early years, but early years. We'll we'll go with my early years. He was Dave Camo, Dave Pearson mechanic at the time when I met him. Okay, um, he probably doesn't remember this because he had no idea who I was, but he knew Cameron and Joanna. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we parked next to them. I was doing the National Hair and Hounds with Cameron and Joanna. Um, we're out at, uh, where was this? The desert out past, Lan- it was Landers. So we were on the Landers side, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is past uh, Bessemer Mine. Yeah. Going towards way, the, yeah. Way down. Where, the, where they do King of the Hammers. Yeah. So Over on Boone Road, right? Yeah. So it was a SoCal MC, National Hair and Hound. Okay. Okay. So three loop national. Um we pull up on Saturday. I go out with Cam and Joe. Um, I All I needed to do was finish, and I would have had my first B championship. And I'm out. I, I, we, pit, we, we roll up, and Cameron and Anthony are hanging out. You know, they're shooting the shit, the whole thing. Dave Camo's there. Uh, Dave Pearson there. He's mechanicing for both the riders at the time, so it's just him. And... Uh, my bike was running like absolute dog shit. My jetting was off. Cameron couldn't figure it out. Uh, Rudy couldn't figure it out. And here comes Anthony. Okay. Did you guys even check the spark plug? <laughs> no. No. We didn't. Here. Why don't you put this B-E-G, Nine, you know, B-8-G-E-R, whatever, and check it out. Oh. Sure enough, bike runs great. Okay, so a few a few uh, years go by. I'm out, you know, at the National Hair and Hound. It's Caselli's comeback year, 2012 at uh, National Hair and Hounds. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Not 2011. Um, Desert MC. Uh, obviously, we had you know I like every a lot of people had a relationship with Kurt. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I talk to Kurt ever so often. I try not to bug somebody like that at that time, right? So I get to go, you know, ah, it's Kirk Selly. Kirk Selly, <laughs> you know? Kirk Selly. And uh, there's Anthony again, Deep Cilio. And I'm like, hey, I know you. You gave me a spark plug last year, uh, you know, at my race. And, and from there, like, I got to know Anthony through Kurt. But. Mm-hmm. I probably talked to Anthony more than I talked to Kurt, right? Because Anthony is like, 
not because you know you're starstruck at that point, but Anthony is like the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> he wants to be around you. You want to be around him. Nicest guy possible. Willing to do anything for anyone. Yeah. And to see him back out at the races warms my heart because it's where he belongs. Like it, it just it fits him so well. It's his and, and, and to be a team manager now. Dude, he, I, I love it. This is perfect for him. You know, and it was, God, it was so, so great. Because like you said, I mean, we've known Anthony for a good amount of time now. Ten years almost. I guess it At would least. be 2011, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 13. I, I'd say 13, I really got to know Anthony when we chased mm-hmm. the Heron Hounds that year. But yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it was a little weird for me. No, I've been, uh. <laughs> It's been wearing orange for all these all these years, and yeah, I see him out with this fucking fresh black rock yes. star gear, and I'm like, and oh, he's clean, God. oh clean, clean. <laughs> almost didn't recognize him how clean he was. It was it was great. I almost walked right past him. I was uh I was rounding up some people for uh, our our pro meeting. Yeah, and I'm, just, I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I stop and look at him. He stops and looks at me. He's like. How the hell are you? Yeah. Just comes and gives me a big hug. I'm like, oh, God, shit. I, I almost forgot that he's a team manager he's now. He's a team manager. I'm, I heard about this back in November, and I just like I just couldn't be couldn't be more ecstatic about this. Or, or to see him back. He belongs yeah. to be back here. Um, I got one funny story to, talk, to say about Anthony. This is hilarious. Oh, not, let's not get him fired already. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> not a hilarious story. It's more of a, a warming story, okay? Okay, okay. So, obviously, our mutual friends, Amy, Azelle, a lot of people don't know who she is, but uh, she was coming to the races with me a lot, you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Anthony and her hit it off. They're, you know, they were good friends, you know, they what and whatnot. So, um, uh, we were hanging out with Amy one day, and Anthony came, came down to the house, um, and... Uh, we went to Laguna Beach for the day. You know, I think I might remember this so, one. So, <laughs> I was with Birch. Uh, obviously, I was with Birch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birch and I are irreplaceable. We just can't be irreplaceable. Well, how do you say that? Inseparable. Inseparable. Yeah. So, uh, we're with Birch, and uh, we go to the ocean. I think this is Thalia Street. Okay. And we're swimming out in the ocean. We're catching waves. And Anthony goes, I've never done this before. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you've never done this before? It's the, it's the ocean, you know. Yeah. He's like, no, I, I, I've I've never caught waves before. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what? What do you mean you've never caught waves before? I, 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 I maybe he was messing with me, but I think like the first time we in the ocean was uh you know catching waves. Yeah. Was you know Anthony and like to me that's like a warming story. I'm like, dude, <laughs> we're catching waves. You know, and I, for some reason, it's a big embedded in my brain, but I, I can't wait for him to hear this and just be like, yeah, Nick, uh, I'm yanking your chain. <laughs> I grew up surfing like all the time. No, he's from Washington. <laughs> I think he's from Washington. Oh, you know, dude, fat waves out in Washington, Washington. And I think he was, he was a, he, oh, I know he was in the core. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, I mean who knows? Was he stationed in Pendleton? I don't know. No, I don't. Or was he out in Virginia? Yeah, whatever. Probably, it is. Who knows? Who can... 
Anyways, great to see you, Anthony. Uh, love you, dude. And uh, welcome back. And uh, hey, Troy, thanks for coming in. Yeah, of course. We had a good time. We had a good little chat, probably over an hour and a half. Uh, 7.26, so yeah, I'd say it's about an hour and a half. Um, got anything else to say, dude? No, uh, thanks for bringing me on. I mean, this was definitely a lot of fun, and I mean, I love talking and racing. I yeah. mean, there's nothing better than uh, sitting down and just actually chatting about it, and you don't really get to chat about West Coast off-road that often, so this is awesome that you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have a lot of time off. I'm going to have a lot more time off here in the next few months, and what better way to keep me involved and give back to all these kids that deserve it? You know, why not? So exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for me. Um, we'll catch you at the next round of the NGPC and, uh, that's it. All right, guys, follow us on West coast pod off road. Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay
from some other beginning. 